The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome back into the Arrowhead Pride Chiefs Training Camp Report on Friday, July 29th. Day three, a Chiefs training camp has wrapped, and that means we need to welcome on the man with the best hair in the Chiefs media, editor-in-chief of Arrowhead Pride, Pete Sweeney. Big Sween, uh, it seems like your guy MVS finally had himself a day up in St. Joe today. Yeah, first and foremost, that that award that you're referring to with the best hair goes to Blair Kirkhoff of the Kansas City Star, but I, I appreciate I appreciate the love. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, I, I thought, finally did stand out today in, in today's workout. I, I think we had seen Mahomes going to Juju a lot, and I felt a little dumb because I've been pumping this MVS uh, connection with Patrick Mahomes since OTAs, and we, we did see a little bit of that, I, I thought, more today than we did the first two days. A lot of this doesn't matter right now, and, and I know we're going to be talking about the, the, the padded practice that begins on Monday. That's when the real football begins, so we'll see what happens once they, they do have these padded practices. But, yeah, I, I think in this look, to, particularly today, MBS came into his own. I thought another player who stood out was Sky Moore. I, I thought both of these wide receivers took a step further than we saw in the first two days uh, of training camp, uh, particularly here on Friday. Yeah, and I I was actually going to ask you about Chiefs wide receiver Sky Moore, who mm-hmm. was he he had a big time catch today, and it was something that was really highlighted uh, yeah. from all of the reports in training camp. So just tell us a little bit about how he's looked because we've already mentioned he was dealing with that hamstring injury, so he didn't get to participate in a lot of the off season programs. Yeah, I I'll tell you I I, I think that Sky Moore was kind of going through a little bit, and I don't want to emphasize, I don't think it was a lot, but a little bit of these rookie woes. I remember he was taking his first pro snaps at practice this week with the the full team in this type of setting. And so I think there was like some cobwebs there, maybe some, some nervousness, but then he made this catch today and it was one of these catches where he had to fully extend and then he kind of fell to the ground. And it really was one of these, uh, moments I thought where okay let's see if he can build on that because I don't know if a lot of wide receivers would have been able to make that catch period let alone here at, at Kansas City Chiefs training camp and then he put together a really really strong practice I noticed that he looked a lot more comfortable today than he did in previous workouts that that we saw this week and so much so that we got Patrick Mahomes at the podium today and if you go back to from the podium right here on the Arrowhead Pride podcast network you can hear me asking Mahomes about Sky Moore 
and Mahomes agreed. And, and so I, I was, <laughs> made me feel good because I was like, okay, my eyes are, are telling me like he did really look a little bit more comfortable. I mean, and we're on day three. I mean, that, that could have been something that you, you might think, okay, that may take 10 days. So I think a really good development when it comes to rookie Sky Moore and his potential to be with this first team offense that already has a lot of quality wide receivers. Yeah, we've talked a lot about the veteran wide receivers that they signed in Juju and MVS, who have both shown flashes in training camp. But if you're a Chiefs fan, Sky Moore's got a strong chance to be the future of that receiving room. So you got to be happy that he's shown some promise up there in St. Joseph, Missouri. I want to ask you about Carlos Dunlap. He was not on the field in St. Joe. He is not in attendance just yet. Did we get an update from Andy Reid on the status of their new pass rusher? Yeah, I think it's been out there from CBS Sports to Justina Anderson. There's some some personal matters he's taken care of. And so uh, I, I believe the, Andy Reid said Wednesday next week is when we can expect Dunlap. That had been what I was hearing anyway uh, when I talked to a few people yesterday. So uh, nothing to worry about there. You know, personal matters. This is a guy that's been in the NFL for over 10 years. We know what Dunlap is at this point. I think the sooner he gets here, of course, the better because the Chiefs can start to figure out, okay, how are we going to rotate this guy in? I'm eager to see if he is across from Frank Clark or who knows. I mean, we could have a situation at the end of next week where the starting defensive ends might be George Karloftis and Carlos Dunlap. I, I think he's that quality of a player. So I'm, I'm eager to see how the Chiefs start to mix and match there. We know this is a defensive line that they like to rotate a lot of guys, six, seven guys all throughout the game to keep their legs fresh. And so, I, I again, I, I think the sooner he gets here, the better, but nothing to really worry about. Uh, this is a player that, that's been in the NFL for over 10 years, so I think he's going to be able to pick up right where he left off. Yeah, I don't think the Chiefs are worried about Carlos Dunlap being prepared. Um, he, no. You mentioned it. He's a veteran. He knows how these, has, how these things go, and he's going to be a rotational pass rusher for them. So, so whenever right. he can get there, he can get there, and he'll have an impact. Uh, it seemed like the guy of the day for the Kansas City Chiefs was Jody Fortin. Um, mm-hmm. Just... Jody Fortson, it's already impressive that he's already back and fully participating in training camp coming off the Achilles injury, but he's been showing serious flashes based on what I've been hearing from training camp. Yeah, it's one of those things where in the NFL, if you're going to get hurt, you might as well get hurt early on in the season because he looks fully healthy. And I'll tell you, you know, we talked about picking up right where he left off with Dunlap. Uh, this is a player who in six games had two touchdowns for the Chiefs and really, I, I think, was teetering along the lines of breaking out as a tight end in the NFL. You know, we, we wondered, well, what's going to happen when Travis Kelsey does call it quits? I, I mean, I don't anticipate that anytime soon, but you like to have a tight end uh, that that is is behind him and, and at some point here is going to be able to take the reins. And I, I think Fortson might quietly be building a case for that. And, and it's definitely something that, that you like to see. And, and when you're talking about tight end two on this team, I think, for a while now, it's been Blake Bell. He did have that sabbatical year with the Dallas Cowboys. And so you thought, all right, maybe Bell will be this tight end too guy. But I, I think Jody Fortson is starting to run away with what would be that position. We had mentioned he did get the Veterans Day off uh, when it was rookies and quarterbacks up here. So I, I think he's a guy you could write in on the roster. And I, I wonder what that means for Blake Bell and Noah Gray. I, we mentioned in our Arrowhead Pride first iteration of the 53-man roster projection, there could be a little bit of a sneaky battle between Noah Gray and, and Blake Bell for like that blocking tight end role. And I think that's what we're talking about now. Like that to me is Jody Fortson really emerging as the clear cut tight end too. And is it okay? The chiefs will keep Noah Gray and say goodbye to Blake Bell. I tend to, to think that Blake Bell uh, is a guy that they could save a roster spot with if they feel Noah Gray is ready to take those duties. 
I remember last season on an episode of Show MBK, which you can find the latest episode on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network. I kind of made a tongue-in-cheek joke when the Chiefs offense was really struggling and they were really particularly struggling in the red zone. I made a joke about how their red zone offense went down the tube as soon as Jody Fortson got hurt last season because <laughs> early in the year, he had a couple of touchdowns where he looked like he was going to be a force in the red zone for Patrick Mahomes. And I think there's reason to be excited for him to do that. He's he's such a big body guy. He's athletic. We know he can catch passes. I'm really excited to see Jody Fortson's role in this offense because I think he's definitely going to have a big one um, on Friday. Right. No, just a, a quick point on that, Steve, before we move move on. I just, you know, you think about the scenarios. Like, let's say the, the Chiefs are, are five yards out to, to score a touchdown and they're in the red zone. And then all of a sudden you have Travis Kelsey on the field. You have Jody Fortson on the field. Juju and MBS maybe on the other side or, or split out wide. And then in the backfield, Ronald Jones is waiting and you're not really sure if the Chiefs are just going to try to bulldoze into the end zone. Who are you guarding in, in that situation? And I think that's exactly what you want to see if you're Kansas City. And I think they're going to be a lot better in the red zone. And you know what? You made a joke about it, but I think Fortson could potentially be a big part of that. Yeah. Travis Kelsey's going to see a lot of double and triple coverage in the end zone. That's going to leave Jody Fortson wide open for the touchdown. <laughs> so, very possible. Yeah. Very possible. Uh, it, it seemed like the biggest play of the day that was highlighted up in St. Joseph was Willie Gay picking off Patrick Mahomes. Um, I've talked to you about Willie Gay quite a bit, Pete. I'm really excited for these young linebackers, uh, especially him because we're finally, yeah. I think, going to see him step into that full-time role this season. And he's definitely their best pass coverage linebacker. And it seems like he just continues to make that apparent up in St. Joe. Yeah, uh, this was a, a play where Willie Gay stepped in front of the intended target and he took it 95 yards back to the house. I, I joked with one of the other media members up here that when Gay ran it all the way back for a touchdown, he started to pump up the crowd. And there are people here, and it was pretty loud here, even in the media tent, which was far away from the crowd that he was kind of riling up. And this is something that he's been trying to pump up his crowd, even through OTAs, when there were no fans there. He was practicing pumping up the crowd on a big defensive stand. And so I, I think it was sort of a, a completion of where we are in the offseason of, we're finally here. We're finally at training camp. We finally have real people watching. And it just was a nice moment for Gay, who, you know, had had an interesting offseason to and end of last year, to, to say the very least. And I think he's eyes forward now, really focused on football. And we'll see if he can really take that next step here in 2022. Yeah. One thing that just really excites me about him as a player, and we've seen it now through his first two years in the NFL, is when Spags actually utilizes him. He seems to have a nose for the ball. Like he's forced some turnovers yeah. and limited snaps through two years. And so as a full-time player, I think that Willie Gay can really be a playmaker for this defense and sticking with the defense. And final thing for me, Pete, uh, rookie cornerback, Joshua Williams continues to impress a lot of people in training camp. And we talked about last night on show and BK, we're totally falling in love with Joshua Williams. Has he been as impressive as the hype is making him out to be? Yeah, you know what? He and I I hate to put a negative spin on this, but he looks more of the part than the first rounder Trent McDuffie does, <laughs> uh, at least at least so far. And and that's, you know, that's a good thing uh, for the fourth round pick, but not, you know, such a good thing for the first round pick. Uh, McDuffie has been on the wrong end, you know, going up against what are really high quality receivers, not to say we're riding off Trent McDuffie at, at day three of training camp. Of course, pads come on on Monday, but of the two 
Williams certainly looks more of like a starting cornerback than McDuffie does at this stage. And so I think it's something to monitor. It's a, it's a good development. And in a way, you know, as I'm presenting it, it's, it's a bad development, I, I think, in a way. So we'll see how this storyline goes as camp goes. Uh, you, you hope that McDuffie continues to take a step forward. You, you hope that, okay, this isn't just the first few days for Joshua Williams. Maybe he can be a real another day three Brett Beach cornerback pick on, on, on the outside there. Uh, but it, it's one of those things where you didn't really expect Rashad Fenton to still be sitting out. He had shoulder surgery. The Chiefs had said in the offseason they expect him to be ready at the start of training camp. Because he is sidelined to begin, you're getting to see what you have in Joshua Williams. And that looks like another potential luxurious need in the fourth round that they got. Uh, maybe someone who could potentially replace Traverius Ward. And we'll continue to keep our eyes on, on McDuffie. Uh, again, I think McDuffie will be helped by padded practices because when you start to introduce more contact, uh, that's where, uh, you know, man-to-man, he could beat him up within the first five yards. I, I think that's where uh, maybe McDuffie will, will start to show uh, what Brett Beach saw in, in that first round. We're feeling good about rookie fourth-round cornerback Joshua Williams, and you got to bring in the first-round cornerback <laughs> that they traded up for and be like, well, he well, kind of looks I better mean, than that if, guy. I, I hate to say it. I mean, if we're talking all about – the cornerback Joshua Williams. I mean, who are we not talking about? And I, you know, it's it's a good thing. And and of course, there there's a bad part of that as well. Yeah, I I do agree. I think getting the pads on and being able to create a little bit more contact is probably going to help McDuffie's game. But it's hard to ignore what we've been hearing about Joshua Williams so far in training camp. He's Pete Sweeney. Please make sure you follow him on Twitter as well as check out everything that he's cranking out at arrowheadpride.com. If you want to listen to the Chiefs press conferences in their entirety, you can do so on From the Podium at the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network. As always, please make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. We will talk to you guys tomorrow for day four of Chiefs training camp.